You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. Crack open a cold one, everybody. Can't jump. We are back yet again for our newest episode, our newest adventure here in the podcasting world. I'm your host. I'm Nate. I'm back. And I know you missed me. And coming and joining me, as always, I drag him kicking and screaming along every single week. Say it with me, ladies and gentlemen. The commander of the Great White North Army, which consists of uh, two guys who just basically are security guards and a very, very happy dog. That's right. It's the walrus himself, Tim Dombrova. Good, 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 you, Tim. How are you? Uh, it's... Uh... It's been so long since I exercised, Nate, uh, that my uh, my Fitbit sent me a friend request. I exercise all the time. No, Nate. I run my mouth, jump to conclusions. Moving the fork from the plate to the face is not exercise. Because if that's the case, I just exercised. <laughs> if that's the case, then uh, I should be down about uh, 600 pounds. But anyway. It's a, it's a chilly one up here in the Great White North tonight. starting to snow here. Uh, in case anybody uh, cares, but uh, that's that's not a real common occurrence for you, is it? And my, this time of year, yeah, I mean, doesn't stop people from going around going, "Hey, I think we're gonna snow." Well, I'll take your I'll take your snow, and I'll see you minus two Fahrenheit. Uh, that's pretty cold. Pretty cold. Uh, With a wind chill of another fifteen degrees for a grand total of minus seventeen. Uh, yeah, and and it is also snowing. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a wonderful thirty six here. But it's not my fault you decided to move to Siberia. Yeah, I love it. I'm not, race, com- I'm not complaining. If it didn't do it, I would I would miss it horrifically. So, well, ain't that good for you? It it, it is. <laughs> it ain't bad being me, Nate. It ain't bad. No, I suppose it's not. I suppose, but that's, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, too cold for me, as I'll say. Well, Not my kind of thing. And where you live is too rednecky for me. <laughs> too rednecky for me too, but nah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all good. All you, right, don't well, to, you don't get to pick where you were, where you were born and raised. Very true. So, well, how about a little basketball talk? Is that what we do here? <laughs> I, do we? I don't know. Sounds Sometimes. good. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, a little basketball talk here. Let's uh, we'll dive into it. Uh, the biggest news that I have really heard going forward is 
Um, you know, we heard the news about the potential for a trade. The Pelicans are now willing to deal Lonzo Ball and JJ Redick. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, Lonzo this is the guy that was with the Lakers. He's back now in with New Orleans. Maybe not getting the job done. They may think they found a guy like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker that, that's going to be a better fit for the position. And uh, they've decided to go with uh, and look for a trade. Lonzo is going to be gone. I thought Lonzo was playing pretty good. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. I, I'm just saying that's the... That that's what is is being said now is they're looking to move him. Uh, okay, I can see maybe that they move Lonzo. I because I mean what they got Ingram and well they got Ingram. Alexander Walker's kind of stepped into the, the so they spot got, there. They got bodies for that. Who's going to shoot their threes if Redick isn't there? I think what you're seeing now is the Pelicans leaning more towards. You know, we don't think we're going to make a run this year for the playoffs. We're not as good as maybe we thought we'd be. They're 5-10. and 10. There's only one team in the West worse than them, and that's uh, my Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, but they're already, you know, I think they're just kind of throwing in the towel, saying, hey, let's get younger. You know, we, we've got some veteran guys we thought we could work with. It's not working right now. Maybe we could bring back some picks. Maybe we could bring, maybe even we could bring in another veteran even. Uh, Lonzo's averaging 12 per game with four assists, but then Alexander Walker, I mean, he stepped in and doing, you know, close to similar work and you don't have to pay him as much. So maybe they're trying to clear some, some contract room here. Reddick's only averaging eight a game this year. And but there will, they, there will be teams who would, who would take him though. I think, oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, I don't think you're going to have too much trouble moving Reddick. Oh no, no. There's a lot of teams that would gladly take a JJ Reddick right now. That that's kind of what I'm thinking, but. Before we try to pick up where we think Reddick's going to go, where, where do you think, you know, I know you don't have the, you know, the roster of every team in your head right offhand, but I got a couple spots that I think Lonzo could go that uh, a few teams would probably j- jump at. Uh, Toronto? Now, Toronto wasn't one I was thinking. That's uh, one I, That's one that I keep hearing about, though, is that Toronto I mean, they, would, they, be, I mean, they could would be him. interested in having him. Um, yeah. I mean, I saw Detroit, I think, could make a nice run at Lonzo. He'd fit in well there in their rebuild. I think Orlando would be a good fit for Lonzo. They definitely need a point guard. I know everybody says this every time a free agent or anybody becomes available, but I honestly believe it here. Uh, The Knicks. I think Lonzo could do quite well with the Knicks. I think he could be, you know, really step in and take over that point guard position because that's a position that they don't really have. You know, a, a star, maybe not a star, but a solid player for. Out West, it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, perhaps Minnesota could make a move on him. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, or I wouldn't say Houston even. I mean, potential for Dallas, maybe. Maybe. But uh, the, the, other, the other ones in the East just make way too much sense. I think Orlando especially should be looking to, to grab him. Because I think they could definitely use him. It's hard, hard to say with him. He gets, I mean, he doesn't get paid a ton of money, so that's not really a problem. Um, 
he's got a bit of baggage, I suppose, but he hasn't. You don't really hear much about him this year, last year. No, I mean it's, it's not pretty. Like... It was pretty quiet around his show. A lot of people want him to go to Charlotte. I would think he probably does. I wouldn't want to if I was him. Yeah, I would not want to play with my brother, especially when my little brother is probably going to be starting over me eventually. That's just yeah, my and, and we don't know what kind of a... Uh, I mean, because he kind of busted away from the family there a year or two ago. Yeah, he really did. He kind of... Yeah, I remember the clip going viral that, you know, hey, Lonzo kind of wants to get away from everybody. So, and- that's why I think Toronto's a good place for him to go because... The, uh, the American media will not won't really follow him anywhere near as much as they would if he went to like I mean well just about anywhere else really yeah don't know I mean uh, I think I mean he's I don't know that you want him for a, a starter but he would he's definitely maybe good. you do I mean maybe but he's definitely good bench depth there's no way around that I mean he He's been around a few years. He's not really a rookie anymore. Uh, he knows what how things go, and and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of surprised they want to get rid of him. Yeah, I'm I'm not really surprised, but I don't know. I didn't think they would do it this quick. I thought maybe they'd wait a little longer. I don't know. Let me check his. While I'm thinking about it, let me check the contracts here. Oh, he'll be uh, a he'll be a he's what four years, so he should be a some he should still be restricted to some degree. Okay, so he'll be a restricted free agent. That, that's why he'll be if he's a restricted free agent, then that will mean that teams can make him a big offer, and New Orleans will either have to let him go or match it. So I think they're trying to get something out of him instead of just letting him walk. If that makes any sense. Um, well, I, if they I don't, don't know what you'll get for him, but there, there's something there. I mean, he's not old, so I have to assume that they figure he's not a fit for whatever reasons, which I guess they would know. So, like you said, if they can get anything for him, his value is probably not going to go up if they don't play him or if he doesn't see as many minutes going forward. Yeah, so, you're probably right. Uh, so you might as well shop him. Because when is the, uh, I don't know, when's the trade deadline this year? Because everything's all messed up. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they. Have they even released a trade I don't. Deadline? I don't know if they even have. That's why I'm asking. I'm thinking I don't we don't even have half the, the roster. Uh, let's see here. The trade deadline will be. <laughs> Trying to find it here. Uh, yeah, really. Have they have they actually released it? Is my question. They, they said they may not have. I thought okay. I saw that it was released, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, is it the twenty fifth of February? No. I mean, that seems. If it isn't, it's probably going to be around that time because that seems about right to me. Um. Uh, it's a little, uh, this, I'm not seeing it here. Uh, I'm looking, so we are less than a month away from February 6th when free agents signed this past offseason become eligible to be traded. Okay, the NBA trade trade deadline is March 25th. Okay, so it's a little... And if you were signed earlier in the season, you cannot be traded until February 6th. 
that's that rule there that they they've had. All right. So maybe, I mean, I always figured if I had a franchise, I'd never understand when they move guys like on the last day, or or really close to the end. If I'm going to tinker with my lineup, I'm going to tinker with it and give it time to figure out what's what before well, we get to the Well, a lot of times you get away with getting, especially at the deadline, when you know teams want to move somebody, they will attempt you to You can sometimes them. get a better deal. Yeah, sometimes. you get a better deal yeah. than the deadline, which is why a lot of teams will wait. And because if the other team's not getting what they want, they'll hold, they'll hold, they'll hold. But eventually, if they're going to move somebody, they've got to do it. So Lonzo could be on the way out in uh, New Orleans. Um. What do you think, though, about a potential on-the-move man for J.J. Redick? I mean, is there a team in the league that wouldn't want J.J. Redick? I know about every single playoff team would, would love yeah, to have I him. mean, he, he doesn't need to be a starter. Hasn't been one for quite a while. He's used to coming off the bench. Can shoot threes. Still upper echelon, I would yeah, say. Absolutely. So what what team doesn't have that capability? Lots of them, right? Yeah, and especially, and of course, he's Mr. Free Throw. I mean, he doesn't really miss free throws very often. Well, and he's a, he's a veteran. He seems to be, by all reports, he's not a shit disturber. He he can no. get along with, I mean, he's played with some fairly volatile yeah. individuals I mean, and, and, sur- and survived it. You know, is this ridiculous? I just, I mean, can you imagine if he went to like, went to the Lakers? I mean, it would he would fit in great there. I think. Yeah, but can you imagine if they got they got Davis and LeBron, and then you've got to worry about somebody who can drown down threes like nobody's business. Yeah, because they don't really have that. That's one thing they don't have. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't know. It, it's kind of. I, the first team that popped into my head when I heard Reddick was getting moved was Milwaukee. I was like, "There's a guy." Yeah, well, that, that would have been that was that would have been next on my list of okay, what's that? Something that team doesn't really have. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers have a little bit better shooting than Milwaukee does, in my opinion. But I think Milwaukee could definitely use Reddick. That's a guy that, if I'm Milwaukee, that's who I'm I'm trying to get if I can. But he's Reddick is a how do I. To me, he that he's a that's his job. That's what you have him on the team for at this point in his yeah. career. For he's a spot up shooter. Yeah, you don't have him for anything else, and you're not expecting anything else from him. Yeah, and this you is know? the last year on his deal. It expired. He's 36 years old. He's making 13 million dollars this year. Has he ever played on a winner? Ah, uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe he's got a ring. Didn't get one. I don't think he got one at Duke, but I think he's got one now. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting one at Duke. <laughs> no, not in a while, at least. Kyle Singler, maybe. Um, I don't know if he ever actually did win a ring. That's uh, that's a good question. Let's see here. Uh, didn't do it in Orlando, that's for sure. Not in. Tor- he was in Toronto. Is that Toronto? No. T. O. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, didn't he was in Milwaukee for a minute, and then the Clippers. No, Reddick's never won a championship. Yeah, so then that might be a box he might not mind having a shot at uh, checking it off. Maybe, maybe can't rule it out. Now, whether anybody wants him or not, 
let's oh, in that. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm well, sure. in that, I mean, if, uh, that because what do you got to go with? Probably what? Okay, the Lakers would have to be first at this point. Who's going to you know? Who's the favorite to win? I think it pretty much has to be them at this point. You can't go back to Philadelphia. Well, I, I mean, say, could. shouldn't say can't, but probably wouldn't. Uh, mind you, they and they aren't looking for anybody anyway. Um, yeah, they seem to be doing okay so far. Milwaukee would be a possible. Can't Milwaukee, seem... Milwaukee to me is a no-brainer. Um, you know, they they did sign Corver there for a while to kind of improve that. I think Milwaukee getting getting him would make a lot of sense. I mean, I, mean, I don't could... know how well he would fit in Boston. I mean, Indiana. Maybe you know, they could they could trade him to Brooklyn and he could just stand in the hey, corner. Brooklyn, and, Brooklyn would would probably love a guy like JJ Reddick. He could just stand in the corner and never get the ball. Yeah, I mean Utah, that'd be another team that could use him. He could go back to the Clippers even. I mean there there's possibilities here, especially with the injuries lately. I think Portland could 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 definitely. Now I'll, I'm going to up the ante for you. Is there anywhere who would take both of them? Hmm. Like, do they trade? Can they trade uh, to get rid of? Maybe not get rid of, but to make a to, to get Lonzo somewhere a little easier. Do you throw Reddick in there to sweeten the pot? Well, if you throw Reddick into somebody now, especially if they're going to take Lonzo, you're basically taking Reddick just to get that expiring deal for next season. So whoever take who whomever would take Lonzo and Reddick is not looking to win this year, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Um, or or if you're savvy. You take Lonzo and Reddick and then flip Reddick yourself. You can't uh, rule that, especially if, if there's somebody who that, you know, maybe like okay, like the Lakers, for instance. Like a three team trade would be very yeah, possible. Right. I mean, in this who, scenario. who's on the Lakers that you want? The untouchable. Well, obviously there's a lot of players guy. that are uh, you're not getting from them. Right. So if you're gonna trade, like let's say they wanted Reddick. Okay. Okay. What what are they what are they sending back? Well, I mean, so now maybe you have to get that picks. third, but maybe you got to get that third team involved for that. Yeah, you would have to. You would have to almost. I mean, there has been some reports that maybe Kyle Kuzma might be on the move. Uh, I don't think the Lakers want Lonzo back. Clearly, no. I Nothing, mean, and I'm not trying to down Lonzo here. I'm just being straight well, up. I just think the Lakers I'll want be, him back. I'll be more. I'll be more precise in that. I don't think LeBron James wants Lonzo Ball back. That too. So not because he hates him or anything, he just he doesn't fit on the team. I I don't think he ever did. Yeah, and they they used a, a number two draft pick. Just remember, everybody, that Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball went one and two, and then Jason Tatum went. Uh, Boston wins again. <laughs> Why do people try to mess with Danny Ainge, man? Just, the dude just, uh, he just does know. it. He just gets it. He gets what he wants. Even when it looks like he doesn't win. You just wait a year or two, and then it ends up that somehow he magically did win. Somehow he did get the better of of whatever went down. Yeah, always wins, man. Always. Um, But, yeah, that would be an interesting idea, you know, if you could get both of them. I think a three-team trade would be the way to do it if you're going to get rid of both of them. But it it, it remains to be seen. Um, You brought up LeBron. Let's talk about the game in Cleveland the other night, shall we? Do you see this? LeBron's got to be LeBron. Well, the other night in Cleveland, LeBron, um, the Cavs were, and the Cavs, by the way, this year, no slouch. 
better than anyone thought they'd be. Yeah, I mean, eight and eight. Yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> if you saw that coming, you you call me. The Cavs the other night uh, were up, or they were. It was close to being. Uh, like I think they were actually winning at the end of the. Uh, yeah, they were. They were winning at the end of three. LeBron missed a shot in the third quarter to to end the third quarter, and one of the the Cavs. Um, one of the, the Cavs like office people stood up and did one of those really annoying applauses where he was like clapping at LeBron. And, <laughs> did you see what LeBron did in the fourth? LeBron did. LeBron just looked at him like, okay, I got you. I see you. LeBron just absolutely went nuts in the fourth. It was, it was ridiculous. He is without oh, man. He had, uh, he had 46 in the game. 46. He's, becoming, uh, he's decided that he needs to tr- he, he needs to try on something another thing that Michael Jordan did and that's like he has to find a reason to get PO'd. Like he plays I mean, a lot he plays a lot better when he's when he's mad. He does. When he's motivated, he he's like Jordan in that aspect. He when you motivate the guy and he's got something a burr under his saddle, he really will will play hard. Because that's to me, that's a nothing. A guy who's in management for the team you're playing against clapped when you missed a free throw. What should he do? Cry? I, I don't I like to it me. That's a free throw. It was a shot. No, I thought it was a free. Then he missed a no, free throw. No, he missed a shot at the okay, end. Okay, well the then that's court. even that's even less than. Who cares? So you missed a shot. Well, Jesus! Every time LeBron's in an opposing building and he misses anything, there must I be think a cheer. I mean, because there's like no crowd there, and it's oh. a person in the front office, and they stood up. Let me and, dry my tears with my hey, millions. If you're of Lakers dollars. fan, if you're Lakers fans, you ain't mad about it because he absolutely. Oh no, no, I'm I'm not saying what what uh, the response was magnificent. Like you're sending that guy a fruit basket, you know. But the but the the perceived grievance is a is a giggle to me because it isn't. It's pretty funny to think about. Like you you look at at what happened and it's just like. Really, dude? That's what made you mad? And then he goes off in the fourth, has 46 in the game. Well, and then he even said when they when they talked to him that, but I mean, that I fully understand why he did it. Well, okay, if you fully understand why he did it, why are you mad? Because well, you, you needed to find something. Like, I'm not mad at him for getting mad. If you got to no, 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 no. got to do LeBron, it. But LeBron himself, I mean, he, he, he admitted that, okay, well, I didn't expect him to do anything else. All right, so then really you weren't really that mad. You just needed something. Hey, if it works, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing with the results at all. It it definitely worked. It was, it was very entertaining to say. I do have to go on the record though. Go ahead. That uh, the the Los Angeles Lakers wearing blue uniforms really, really irks me. Just have to say that. Really, the Lakers wear purple and gold. They don't wear blue. Well, the old Lakers jerseys were. were I don't care what the old Lakers wore. I want to see purple and gold. I don't want to see blue. Get that off my be... lawn. Bah humbug. That's, that's right. When I'm in Canada and I have a legal we're, we're, right. We're I have back. a legal right to do this. We're back for the Canadian complaint corner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Another thing I don't understand. You, you don't want to go there today. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> no, 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 I don't even let the clouds form. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck I'm, are you clouds? I'm shaking my head at vapor. Let me tell you. No, I think they, I'm turning yeah. Japanese. The humidity went up another degree. I got to get outside and start yelling. I got your picture. 
It's a turning Japanese. I think a turning Japanese. I really think so. That's the Vapors. Oh, no? Boy. Uh, I don't, I know the song, but I couldn't tell you. Vapors. Comes from working in a radio station for a while. You you pick up on a thing or two. The Wipers? Huh? The Wipers? The Vapors. No, I think it could be the Wipers. Wow. (laughs) I mean, if you want to go by the literal meaning of the song, but. Well, and then, uh, you know, the wiping up could play into the whole old man yelling at a cloud thing. (laughs) That too. (laughs) Let me dab those mushed peas off your face, Mr. D. Well, uh, another piece of news here in the NBA. We talked about, remember uh, Karis LeVert getting traded? We mentioned that. Did we? Did I mention here on the show that uh, they found... Yeah, the- we talked about that he had... Oh, did. That he had whatever, some mass, and they didn't really yeah, know what it was. The, uh, mass on the kidneys. And uh, apparently he underwent a successful surgery, treated renal cell carcinoma on his left kidney no further treatment needed and he's expected to make a full recovery that so sounds it, it came out that if it came out that trade may have saved his life which is crazy you know, you, you got, yeah you gotta just shake your head sometimes at how things play out yeah it worked out for him so i'm glad he's all right glad he got the help and of course the pacers are are kind of upset that, you know, he's going to be, you know, out. But, again, you know, they trade for him. But they said that they're – somebody asked if they were going to use maybe like a, an injured player. You must know, be like, some type of exemption somewhere yeah. along the lines. Apparently, there. apparently no. They're, they're wanting to hold out and hoping he'll be back in time for uh, the postseason. So, they're not trying to use any exemption. So well, I, I know. Is there any way we could uh, – is there any way we can swing the credit for that around to Danny Ainge in any way? <laughs> Danny Ainge would take it probably. He'd find a way. <laughs> Danny Ainge, man, smartest man in sports, if you ask me. Right up there, except yeah. for the except for Bobby Bonilla's agent. Well, I'm shoot. Bobby Bonilla's agent's on another level. That's that a might, whole another. That might be that guy might be smartest smartest sports agent ever. I do love. There, Bobby should, be, there should be a like a there should be like an award named after him for like. Whoever has the biggest, or the most lucrative contract, there should be an award for it. All right, but you know what? Before we get back to basketball, since we're talking sport, we talk sports agents there for for a second. I got to bring up a bone here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick a nit. Oh, what did I do now? It ain't even you. It just reminded me of something. Oh. You know what? Screw the baseball sports writers. Oh, don't get. Oh, you sure Let's you want to go down this Let's road go. with me? Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. I'm fed up with this pretentious. Bunch of morons. Holier, holier than now oh, jerk-offs yeah. who somehow think... Well, you know, I read somewhere, it might even have been on Tom's uh, tweets, Yeah, that, that somebody had said, you know, they, they're just these... I hate to say it, they're a lot of younger guys, and they're going to pass the buck to the Veterans Committee and all this kind of thing to put these guys in because they don't want this uh, supposed stain of... Yeah, putting guy, it. yeah, so that they that they're blameless in in that the fact they're in the Hall of Fame. Oh, get out of here! I, you know what? I fully they, it just drives me nuts because it's the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's not the Baseball Nice Guy Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, whether you like Kurt Schilling or don't, I don't care about his politics. I don't, I don't either. Care. 
I don't care about any of that stuff. Is, are his stats good enough to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes or no? It's a simple question. If it's yes, you vote yes. I mean, 14 people refused to vote. Yeah, come on. Okay, then why if do you, you have take a vote, a, If you have then a vote take it away from him. And you, and you didn't vote, you, you don't get a vote anymore. That's right. Take it away from them. I mean, when did sports writers become this? Like, I know knock on sports writers. There's lots of good I mean, ones. I've been a sports writer. Do you know how honored it would, how honored I would be to get to help pick a Hall of Fame? You know, and then they, and now they, uh, a bunch of them were, well, we think the vote should now be anonymous so that, you know, that when we, we can vote for who we really <laughs> want to and nobody knows. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, so now you don't want to be accountable for your vote? You don't want to be accountable for your vote. Screw that noise. Kurt Schilling should probably be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bond should be in the Hall I'll, of Fame. I don't I'll care. Go, I'll go further. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Everybody knows Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. It's total nonsense that he's not. You can put it, I mean, if you want to put him in the Hall of Fame and put something with his, like, however they got it decked out in Cooperstown. Put an asterisk. Put a plaque there that says he he blackened his career by betting on baseball or whatever. I'm fine with that. But to suggest somehow that his career never happened or like that Barry Bonds isn't a home run leader because he took some. Suppose well, allegedly took some steroids. We're not even 100% sure if that's true. Okay, listen. Barry Bonds clearly took some performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. Okay, but we don't have, if, if that's the case, then he should have been convicted and thrown out of baseball, which he wasn't. So going by that criteria. I agree. I agree 100%. His, his, then his career is valid, as valid as all the other guys. I don't care. Like, it's just. Clemens? Yeah, it's. Clemens should be in. Yeah, he's a he and he's a dick. He is. No, one, no, no one's gonna argue that he's a dick, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Like, like come on. Uh, and, and people wonder. People often wonder. It's like, well, why don't people? Why, why do p- people keep turning away from baseball? What's the problem? It's crap like this. Baseball that is turns quite, fans off to baseball. Baseball is quite happy. That they 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 like to preach about they're, everything. They're that, very that, preachy. And and then wonder why no one goes along. Like read the room, guys. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy to me. Well, are like guys that I mean, there's there's been all kinds of examples of people that should probably be in there, or at least get more serious consideration for being in there, and can't get two percent of a vote. Then I saw, like, this year, like, okay, no offense, but, like, Barry Zito. Okay, I know who he is, but he's on the the baseball, on, on the ballot. Like, but Kurt Schilling can't get in? I mean, <laughs> Here's the percentages, by the way, in case anybody needed to know. Schilling got 285 votes, 71%. He's been on the ballot nine years. Barry Bonds... So- 248, 61%, almost 62, nine years on the ballot. Clemens, 247. Scott Rowland, 212. Omar Vizquel, 197. Billy Wagner, 186. Todd Helton, 180. Gary Sheffield, 163. Andrew Jones, 136. Manny Ramirez, 113. Jeff Kent, 130. Sammy Sosa only got 68 votes. Come on. There's an article, and I think it was on The Athletic where they went into each one of these guys and the reason why they're not there. And almost all of them are for stuff that has nothing to do with baseball. 
Like uh, Omar yeah. Vizcal was accused, and but of course never got a, official, never was charged, never did time, never got into any trouble, but he was accused of domestic abuse. Now, and I'm not a, you know, we're all against that, but to me, it's totally irrelevant. I mean, boy, do they want to go back through the Hall of Fame and start taking out guys who shouldn't be in there based on what kind of a yeah, lifestyle real. they might have led? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Because that number's going to shrink. List of guys would be getting tossed out of the Hall. There's, there's going to be a that. whole lot of yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of room in Cooperstown if they start throwing guys. They're going to throw Ty Cobb out of the Babe Ruth. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, about everybody who played back in the day was a womanizing drunk because that's what they did. I like, mean, you know, didn't, that's you didn't have that, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a really co- cool sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Insert commercial here. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't like the whole, you know, well, why didn't you put him in? Now, tell me. Well, I, I didn't think his stats were good enough, and here's why. All right, that I, we can if talk you, about. If you want to make an argument that, that Barry Bonds shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, make me an argument that Barry Bonds shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame outside of the word steroids or performance-enhancing drugs. You can't. You just no. You can't. And and again, if 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 you're going to go down that road, you can't go down it on on uh, allegedness or rumored or suspicions or any of that stuff. And even then, you know what? I don't even care about that. If he got kicked out of baseball when his career was over, but he hit 850 home runs before he got caught, then I just don't care. To me, it's it's irrelevant. Any more than it, because it doesn't, well, mind you, at least that has a little bit to do with performance, but, you know, like, okay, Kurt Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame. Let's be honest. He's not in the Hall of Fame because he's a right, he's a hardcore right winger and the right, right, and the writers don't like him. Okay. But that's ridiculous. He was only 16 votes shy this year. Yeah. And okay. And 14 guys didn't vote. So he might've come, although none of those 14 were probably voting for him, but. I don't know. It's a dumb reason not to put somebody in the Hall of Fame. It just is. I don't care. Yeah, I agree. So again, next year is Bonds and um, Bonds and Schilling's last year on the ballot. Can well, they get well, well, well Schilling already the, said he don't want on the ballot anymore. Well, that's the argument about okay. The the writers know that these guys have got one year left. So if they keep them out for another year, then the only way they can get in is through the Veterans Committee. And then the writers don't have to take the, the blame for putting them in the Hall of Fame. Why they can did sports it. writers get this get this vote? Why? I don't know. Because I, I, I is there any other sport where the sports writers get to, to make this decision? You know who should vote? The players. Should, the players. Exactly. It should be the players who vote. Past and present. If you're a, if you're a, a member in good standing of the union, you should get to vote. End of story. Now, you still might get the odd cha- uh, time where there might be some vendettas, but it would take a bit, real big one to keep somebody out then. Well, I mean, here's the NBA Hall of Fame. There are 24 voting members on each of the two honors committees, the North American and women's. The honors committees consist of Hall of Famers, basketball executives, administrators, members of the media, and other experts of, in the game of basketball. So they don't just leave it up to one area. They let members of the media, they let uh, Hall of Famers, they let executives, they let administrators. I mean, good Lord, how can you not? I mean, I would e- I would even be willing to suggest that they should perhaps 
maybe it wouldn't be a big portion of the vote, but maybe, you know, I don't know, 5% or something like that. Maybe fans ought to get a, have a say in who goes into the Hall uh, of Fame. No, I'm not for that. I am. Who who goes to the Hall of Fame? I, I'm not. It isn't ex. It ain't ex baseball players and writers. I'm it's not. Fans. I'm not a fan. No, no. Well, what fans aren't smart enough to pick who who should be there? Then it becomes a popularity contest. That's why I'm only going to give them like five percent of the vote. I don't know. That just that irks me. I uh, like, dude. That's what I, it is. It is a popularity contest. No, I get I get what you mean, but I mean it, it's a good idea if you limit the percentage. I it still bugs me to this day that the NBA allows the fans to pick the starting lineup for the All Star game. No, see, I don't, I don't agree. That they should have me. that. Yeah, I don't agree. They should have that much oomph, but they should get a little. You know, okay, the fans are allowed to vote, and of their votes, we put you know two percent goes towards the total of everybody well, else. Something like that, or whatever, or whatever it was. Yeah, I could, I could agree with you, but I well, just it gets, and it's it, not the it's not that I don't want the fans to get their picks. It's just you know. It it bugs me a little bit because then it becomes a whole well, well. I mean, you could end up with somebody who was in a smaller market their whole career that not a lot of people know about ends up getting the shaft. But meanwhile, somebody that played for the Knicks is like a six stringer and he was a nice guy and gave a lot to the city. You know, I agree. That's why you can't give them a like you can't give them a hundred percent or a fifty percent well, share. Clearly. That's too no, much. No. I mean, look but, at this. Yao Ming was on the starting lineup every year. They allowed the fans to vote. You for, see it every. You see it every year in most sports where some guy who's who's injured, or there's always there's always a guy in in baseball or hockey too. He, he retired. Yeah. And they still fans will vote for him or, or write him in, yeah. and it's just like because well, let's be honest, you know. Fans run the gamut of IQ. You know, you get smart ones, dumb ones. You get people who just like the sport. You get people who are really into stats. I don't like fair weather fans, and I don't like casual fans being involved in picking. I mean, something it, it used to be big. that if you were a pitcher, there was a certain kind of criteria. It wasn't etched in stone, but, you know, 300 wins would get you in. Uh, whatever the number was for strikeouts, if you had that, you were pretty much assured that you were going to get in. If you hit, uh, you know, if you got a th- three thousand hits, would would get you in. And now it's just nobody really, you know, that that they don't really fall. I mean, those are unwritten rules, but it was did kind you, of did a, you kiss enough baby, shake enough hands? Yes, it's become about things that have nothing to do with the sport. If you want to have a stuff. yeah, if you want to have a nice guy wing, go ahead, but. It's irrelevant. I I don't get it. The baseball Hall of Fame is the equivalent to the WWE Hall of Fame. There, I said it. Yeah, it's basically it. it's basically about can once we're done doing this, how much can we pat ourselves on the back for our excellent selections that everybody just is all on board with? Yeah, when really they're not reading the. Tell you what this year, they let people are letting them have it. Well, again, they not reading the room. They think people care about that stuff, and we do a little bit, but not not if that's the only reason you have to keep somebody out. It's not a good enough reason. Now, if the guy's borderline stats and he's a dick, yeah, all right, then maybe you know maybe there's got a bit more of an argument that I can see why you might that might sway your vote a little bit more. Yeah, but when you're a clear, I mean, I don't know if Kurt Schilling isn't a. A clear-cut Hall of Famer. I don't know who is <laughs> these, especially these days where guys. Well, most don't... people have come out and said if Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, it's not a real Hall of Fame anyway. So, 
Well, I, I, I got to agree. And that's one of the, again, that's one of those old unwritten rule things. Oh, you're not allowed to bet on baseball. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe not the smartest thing to do, but I don't know what that has to do with what he did on the field. Absolutely nothing. Uh, he only bet on, if I'm not mistaken, he only bet when he was a coach, correct? Correct. And he only, he either bet on himself to win or on games that they didn't play in. So I don't see how that lessens his performance either. Just people don't like the fact that he bet on baseball. Yeah, yeah. That's what you fall into, and it sucks, and it's stupid, and baseball writers, you suck. Well, it's just for me, and and you're another one because you're in the same boat I am. It's another reason where if it comes springtime when baseball comes back, it's one more reason where I, why I probably won't bother to turn it on. Nope, I have no because desire. I just go okay. Yeah, I'm already. You know, or, or I know to like to take it further. The Players Association votes for uh, no, we don't want uh, DH in both leagues. No, we don't. They voted against a whole bunch of stuff that would have. We don't want a pitch clock. Yeah, how it. dare? No. Yeah, God forbid we speed the game up. And all all these things that people complain about a lot, and they're like, no, dead set against all of them. And it's that, like baseball, baseball fan, like hardcore baseball fans. Or war is ruining baseball, and well, when hard- and, and when the hardcore fans slowly start to drift away, baseball's over, pal. I mean, why is the reason most people really like baseball? Stats. That's it. It's not because I was going to say it's... hot dogs and beer, but yes, well, if stats. you're going live, okay. Well, I, mean, I think Ed might might uh, verify that. Ed likes. I mean, he he likes baseball, but he really likes fantasy baseball and stats. If they if they didn't keep track of everything under the sun, which I mean, I I don't mind numbers either. I, I'm okay with it. But baseball is by far the most boring of the big four. I'm sorry, but it just is worse than NASCAR. I don't even put NASCAR in the big four because that's a different kind of that's racing is another thing to me. I'm talking basketball, football, baseball, hockey. If I had to watch one of those four on TV, baseball is definitely last. It's not even close. I watch about anything before I watch baseball. The only thing I don't like, I think the only thing I like oh. less than baseball would be tennis. Okay, what about WNBA? Well, never mind. All right, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. That's uh, We've been rambling here for a bit. Let's take a quick time out here. We're going to do a, a little thing I like to call back-to-back commercials, where first you're going to hear from our buddy, Stephen P. New, the great and all-powerful Stephen P. New, who we finally got to talk to Steve, the Wizard of Beckley. Yes, the Wizard of Beckley. The wonderful thing about Steve is Steve is a wonderful thing. That's not the Wizard. All, of no, I was doing the Tigger song. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say what in the hell? Uh, oh, Steve knew as Tigger on Broadway. <laughs> bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. <laughs> oh no, see, we got to change it to, you know, Sue, 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 Sue. <laughs> I'll sue, I'll sue, I'll sue. The wonderful thing about suing is I'm Steve P. I'm Stephen P. New. Woohoo! <laughs> there's, All right, something but anyway. there's something there. I'm gonna have to work on that. There's All right. There. Well, now that we've lost our sponsorship with Stephen P. New, uh, let's go ahead. We'll air the. You'll hear from the law offices of Stephen P. New, and next week you're gonna hear the man himself. As Tim and I got to sit down and talk with him, and you'll hear we're gonna talk. A lot about sports, a lot about life, and what's going on in the world today. So uh, it's great. It was great to talk to him. 
and we'll definitely have him back on again soon. You'll hear that conversation next week here on the program. But here's from Stephen P. New, and of course, also our good friends at Strip Cam Fun. You'll hear from them, and we'll be right back right after this with uh, a few more things here to talk about in the world of basketball and sports. We'll be right back. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On Strip Cam Fun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires, and you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. Thanks again to the law offices of Stephen P. New, newlawoffice.com, and to our good friends at Strip Cam Fun. Dot com, both of which help make this show very possible. All right, Tim, we're back. Let's see what else is going on in the world of sports uh, that we can dive into. Oh, I do want a sad note here. Uh, Sekoyu Smith, uh, who was an NBA analyst um, and was and just a, a great and guy. A, and a damn good one. Yes. I uh, was on NBA TV, did the hang time podcast, worked with NBA.com. Actually, uh, uh, I actually spoke to him before about coming on the show and, uh, we had planned possibly getting him on the show in the near future, but, um, we lost him, uh, just recently the other day and, uh, our condolences to him, to his family, really a fantastic basketball analyst, a fantastic guy, just a nice guy. Uh, I don't know. It's just, he was, he was just a really good dude. And for those that didn't follow him, didn't know his work, go, go take, check him out. I, I honestly, he was so good. So good. And, and again, we apologize for the, or not to apologize, but we uh, send our deepest sympathies, our condolences to him, uh, and his family. So, uh, we lost him, uh, sad moment there. So. All right. Uh, thanks again, Mr. Smith. You were great. 
And uh, we'll see you on the other side, our friend. All right. Now, back to work here. Let's. Uh, the Wizards actually signed uh, Jordan Bell to a 10-day contract via the hardship provision. I don't know who they lost, but looking at their record, they have really been through some hardships this season, that's for sure. Now, where does uh, John Wall got traded to Houston, correct? Yes. Russell now, Westbrook did, is there. Okay, did you see that he got into it with Westbrook the other night? John Wall? Yes. I did not see that. Uh, I didn't read the article because I figured you would have. Well, there I go. I did that's, not. That's, that. that's what I get I for every single game. It, it, it's physically impossible. Well, okay. Well, here we go. Um, John Wall and Russell Westbrook. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Apparently, they verbally got into it. Uh, basic basketball trash talk that resulted in double technicals. Hmm. Uh, Wall said that's what competitive guys do. Russ has been kicking my ass for years. This is the only my third win against him, and I felt I should probably let him know about it. <laughs> All right. Hey. Well, I'm, I'm not against some trash talking if it's, uh, you know, if it's not of the, if it's of the basketball nature. I don't really like it when guys go after people's uh, mothers oh, yeah, or there's friends. A little bit of trash talk. But if, if if it's like you know why, uh, boy, you I blew by you there on that last play, and like you were standing still, you're getting old, Westbrook, that kind of thing. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame. I didn't know they'd gotten into it. Well, apparently they've gotten into it before, according to this. But this is a res a resumption of hostilities. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we're going to pick up these hostilities where they left off. <laughs> Westbrook, Westbrook said, now, listen, I don't start talking shit. I defend myself, though, because I won't allow people to say just anything, especially when I know the facts. Oh, God. Okay, what Russell must do. Where did Russell go to college? UCLA. I defend myself because I don't just allow people to say just anything, especially when I know the facts as it pertains to anybody on the court playing against me. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But he obviously has something there. He said, so, you know, it's cool, though. We do play them again, and I'll be ready. So, when do I almost want to see when, do, when does Houston... <laughs> When Houston play Washington, when does that happen again? Because uh, it, It's hard saying, truthfully, because yeah. like, I don't even think we've got the second half of the schedule, schedule released Yeah, I, I think that might be something the guy might have to keep his eye on because somehow Kyrie will get involved. Yeah. Right, Kyrie will have to take a day off because he wants to watch it and he needs oh, to be. Oh, yeah, Kyrie, I need a pause. I just need a pause. I need a pause from my, from my break. I just had a... Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just woke up from sleeping, and now I need him to have a nap to recover. Jeez, what a joke yeah. he can be sometimes. He's a hell of a basketball player, but he's a bit he of a is. Whack, he but is. he's a bit of a whack job, and it's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, truthfully, that's I don't know what else to call it. It's about the only way you can you can really put it these days. Ah, oh, man, did you see? There was a stat that popped up on Russell Westbrook. I saw it uh, earlier today. It really kind of made me chuckle. He has 163 points. Was I think it was 100? Yeah, 163 points on 163 shots this season. <laughs> that almost sounds 
dominion like <laughs> like you know that somebody's tingering because that, well, think, that think about it think about it if he shoots i mean if he shoots every shot from two i mean that's 50 percent but something okay. tells me he ain't shooting everything from so, two. so i mean threes and free throws balance out yeah i don't even know what his percentage is this year when it comes to but it's odd, you know. I mean, he, I mean, he had to have missed quite a bit. So, or not quite a bit, but he misses. You know, he missed some. I mean, well, yeah, he don't hit them all. So, I'm averaging 18 points a game this year. That's actually way down for Russell Westbrook. Uh, for anybody that's ever followed him, oh, Russell ain't playing on quite as good a team anymore either, is he? It hadn't mattered before, but he's only shooting 37 percent from the field this year. And a lot of teams these days are actually like his. <laughs> Take a listen to this. Here's Russell's plus minus throughout his career. Let's just go back a little bit. We'll go back a few years. 2016, 2017, he was plus 3.1, right? By the way, he's only had, he had a negative year his rookie year, but that's kind of expected, right? All right, so 2016, 2017, plus 3.1. 2017, 2018, plus 4.8. 2018, 2019, plus 4. 2019, 2020, plus 2.2. This year, as we go into it now, he is minus 5.4. His rookie year plus minus was minus 3.3. He's literally having maybe one of the worst years of his career. Arguably. Arguably one of the worst years of his career. Uh, His offensive efficiency rating is is the second lowest it's ever been. I think we should turn it over to ESPN and let them tell us why. If we turn over to ESPN, all they're going to do is talk about LaMelo Ball and LeBron. That's all they do. Well, LeBron wore the purple shoes tonight. Tell you, has there ever been, I mean, mind you, there's probably never been a sports entity as big as them. No. Fall as mightily as they've been busily doing. Uh, I mean, the radio is, I guess, almost unlistenable, and the ratings prove it uh and guess what i flip on instagram i see a sports center update Lamelo ball shooting a two the team is that da- the team is down by four but Lamelo ball made a two so you know <laughs> it's it, well you know it's almost like they've decided that there's a segment of the fan base that wants to hear that stuff and that's what they're going to saturate the market with it seems I mean, that way i mean between them and you know okay i wasn't the biggest fan of dan levitard but at least that show was interesting and it was a little bit different yeah so what are they so what okay so but what do they do they get rid of them who, who do we get to hear every bloody day Stephen a talking shit about something that other max kellerman who i swear to god i'm starting to wonder if he knows anything about sports at all uh, because it's become it's become uh, it's like shock sports radio, where we're just going to disagree. You go first, and whatever you say, I'll just I'll say, say the opposite. opposite. I'll yeah. just say the opposite, so that we fight or or pseudo fight on television, and then regardless of who you are, you're mad at one of us. You know, I kind of blame back in the old days. I don't know if you used to watch the sh- the show. They had a show. It's called Cold Pizza. That used yeah. to come on. I know that one. 
Uh, it was about a two to three hour show every morning. Sports Nation's actually pretty good if you ever get a chance to watch it. It's not bad. Um, and I like Scott Van Pelt a lot because of the Bad Beat segment, which I think they, he could easily call us and just feature us all week uh, on Bad Beats. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, what's, what's this we stuff? <laughs> well, me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Mostly you. I am. Mostly me. I have taken a few, though. I can't lie. Especially my wife's. All right. Anyway, the, uh, but I like the bad beat segment and I like, uh, but cold pizza used to come on and it would be, you know, just all morning sports stuff. They had a 30, like a small program that they used to do on there. First take first take used to be a part. Yeah. First take used to be good. First take used to be a part of cold pizza. First take got so popular that they canceled cold pizza and put in first take as the show. And people got into that formula. Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, like him or not, that formula is how sports shows are done now. Because that got so popular of people wanting to watch them argue. Now everybody does it. It's it's all over the place. And it's just not that they argue. It's that they don't argue about... Okay, you know, uh, for instance, the Tom Brady thing. Okay, throws throws statistics and stuff. Use the sport. Then you can argue back and forth about what position you hold. I got no problem with that. It's when it's, well, we don't, you know, Tom Brady's, uh, he's not the greatest quarterback ever because uh, he, he, he liked Trump or, or whatever, or, you know, or the other side. Well, we don't really like that guy because he's really into BLM or something like that. I don't care. That's totally irrelevant. Yeah, I, I mean, to I the agree. Process. It shouldn't be about that. No, I don't, I don't give a hoot. Tell me if you don't like him, give me a sports reason why you don't like him. Yeah. Not because you don't like him as a person. That I, I don't care about that. I, I mean, I don't even if it's, I don't like him, he wins too much. Okay, but at least that's still sports related. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl because he's already won enough. Okay. In the Super Bowl, bad. Okay, well, I I do just to shut up all the people who figured he was finished. That's all the angle I'm working from. Let's talk football in a few minutes. We'll save it. But yeah, I mean, it's just become that's become the new norm is people arguing, just arguing about sports. And you and I don't, I, I don't like to think we do that here. Maybe that's why our numbers aren't you know in the millions. But still, like I would rather have this be what we do as opposed to well, the art. Yeah, why can't they just? Why can't they agree to disagree? You know what? Well, I think right. And Nick Wright's the biggest fool that ever walked the face of the planet. Well, I was uh, say that. And Chris Carter's not far behind after his uh, pronouncement that uh, what's his name uh, from Tampa Bay, the white boy, Scotty. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller was only open because he was white. Oh please! And somebody said, "Well, could you elaborate? What do you mean by that?" Well, if that had been a black guy, there's no way the defensive backs would have underestimated his speed. And I'm going, okay, okay, but I, maybe tiny partially, that might be right. They might have saw him and said, okay, this guy, maybe we don't really know how quick he is, blah, blah, blah. But isn't that just as racist as saying that, oh, well, if the guy would have been a black guy, he, clearly he would have been quicker. Like, that, that's no, Scotty Miller was open because the defense got caught sleeping. It had nothing to do with... And he's talented. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the color of anybody's <laughs> And Scotty skin. Miller is very talented. He's a very talented receiver. 
I, mean, I don't know. It's just I, I get sick of I get sick of, of of sports talk being what it is nowadays. It, it, it annoys me. Well, it's become again. It's become about a lot of things that have nothing to do with the sport. It's about politics and entertainment, and we don't like this guy because he you know fill in the blank of whatever it was he did, or you know in the off season he gave his money to this charity, and I don't like that charity, so now I don't like him. He's a piece of shit now, or whatever it is, yeah. and. I don't know how that stops. Well, I guess maybe it stops when places like ESPN, uh, well, as their ratings continue to go in the tank and they can't afford to do what they're doing and they keep firing everybody left and right. Wow. I mean, and then in, 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 uh, what is it, NBC Sports Network, that's going to be gone now. I don't yeah. know what was on there, but I guess not base, not the that's big why I used to watch curling during the Olympics. Yeah, well, that that's gone because they didn't get any ratings. Um I don't know. I mean, is everything going to end up on streaming platforms? Seems to be that's where we're heading to, my friend. Oh, I hope not, because up here, that's going to suck. No well, I'll tell you what doesn't suck. I'll tell you what doesn't suck. You turning on your Twitter, head oh. to the wide oh. men can't oh. jump, Twitter, we didn't get banned. up. We didn't get banned when Trump got banned? No, we didn't, because... Oh, no. oh that happened. Well, I'll tell you what. It's time right now for Bogus to put on his shoes, for the Hoffs to get ready with their little bun in the oven, and everybody's going to dance. Everybody's going to party. I see you, Karen, in Philly. The music's coming. Kick it. I think Tom Robinson woke up. He woke up. Now, music again. Kick it. Bush Lee. Bush, Bush League. League. That's right. It's Bush League. We're back again for a fantastic triangle here of bloopers and highlights of the worst. Are you ready for this one, Tim? Okay. I am. We're going to kick this off with Bam Adebayo, who tried to throw the ball to Gabe Vincent, who was wide open. He was wide open because he was checking into the game. <laughs> he was walking to the scorer's table to check in and had a bio try to pass the ball to him. Oh. Um, look at the look at the coach just act like that didn't happen. <laughs> Eric Spolster. Uh, he, he just walks. He, he doesn't even look at the ball. Yeah, he's just like, ah, bam, screwed just like, up. Well, yeah, that happened. But like, all just... right, he turned the ball over. So when you check in, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> he actually, he actually just told him. It was a good thing he had a mask on because he actually just told him. He says, "You're damn lucky, Jimmy Butler ain't here." <laughs> he should be back soon. I don't know when he'll be back for them, but it's they a, need cause, him. Could you imagine if Jimmy, if Jimmy's sitting in that chair and the ball hits him in the knee? Oh, he would, he would threw oh, the chair. He'd have went wild. We'd have saw um, some. Uh, uh, for Bobby Knight. We'd have had another. We'd have had another Butler in Minnesota incident. Oh, I'm all for that. All right. Yeah. So, bam! Bless your heart. Honest mistake could happen to anybody, but it's still you're a pro. You're. Uh, it was. Uh, 
That's Bush. Bush League. Yeah, it was Bush League. It was. Our second nominee this week is, uh, it's like a dish rag in here, flipping and flopping. Dennis Schroeder with maybe the flop of the year as he takes a flat back bump as Andrew Wiggins is in the post. You know, it's like, it's like the, it's like the first one kind of caught him maybe a tiny bit by like, surprise. All right, I feel you. Second says, one, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I am now committed to uh, taking Lennon on my ass, and I'm going to do it. Like, I mean. <laughs> Did I see a tooth fly there, too? I, like, I mean, he went down. Up. Something went out. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad acting on his part. I'll give him credit. But that is definitely a flop, and they should definitely look into it. It was, but I think he may have hit the floor a little harder than he had envisioned. <laughs> he took that all with his elbows. He really did. Like you look, and then he and then he laid there. Oh! They, made, they made a three, and he's still laying there. It would have been funny if the ball would have went through the hoop and would have hit him in the head. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Well, you, I, I didn't know. Did he gra- did he graduate what? the James Harden school? Uh, he may have, but he didn't, he didn't graduate summa cum laude. That's for sure. Well, he definitely wasn't eating with Harden. That's for uh, sure. It looks like he graduated Johnny come lately, but nevertheless, you could be right there. You don't know what it was, but I know what it was. It was, it's Bush league. <laughs> it was Bush league. All right. Our final Bush league nominee this week. This one's a little bit interesting because this Bush league led to a flagrant two and an ejection and a $25,000 fine. Jamal Murray is getting up off the floor and hits Tim Hardaway Jr. right in the jewels, <laughs> like a low well, blow. As we all know, Nate, if you're hanging from the abyss, you grab, yes. hold, of, you grab a hold of any roots, anything you can get a hold of, some rocks, whatever it is. Yeah. So, I mean, well, maybe Jamal Murray felt he was, he was in danger. Maybe he had a, uh, maybe on the way up there, he had a, he got a little dizzy there for a brief moment and uh, felt like he needed to grab hold of something. Well, so just, I'm not a fan of any man hitting another man there because we all know how bad it hurts. So that's, that's, that's not cool, Jamal Murray. No. Like he, he, was fine. he was thrown out of the game and fined $25,000. See, I think there should be some kind of retaliatory thing allowed there like the next time Hardaway play, should be allowed to throw a ball at his yeah he should get one free shot of some sort maybe they should you know spin the wheel make the deal gets a paintball gun and is allowed to shoot at him yeah, <laughs> something because that that shouldn't go uh you should get a chance for some type of physical retribution when that happens in my humble opinion well i know this jamal murray tweeted and said he's embarrassed this week because he is on the Bush League. So you know what it was, Jamal Murray? That's Bush League. Yeah, it, it was Bush League. I mean, uh, Hardaway might have a little less Bush after that. <laughs> might have wished that he had more. Or more, right, yeah. We had three nominees, three picks. What are you going with? Uh, I mean, the, the punch in the balls, that, that can't win. That's just, that's a rewarding bad behavior. We won't be a part of that. Can't We'll be a part of that here at Wide Mid Can't Jump, especially no, not, with our, not our kind of thing here. Especially with our legal sponsor, we can't uh, we can't no. condone that kind of behavior. Yep. Definitely not. Uh, and for similar reasons, we just cannot reward this blatant uh, flopping. What do you want? 
Well, yeah, yeah. This this feigned abuse that you didn't get. We we can't we can't be on board with that either. However, I mean, are we really uh, going to advocate for uh, lightheadedness and uh, inability to count past five to know how many guys are on the court? <laughs> it would seem that way. <laughs> now, where did Bam, where did Bam Adebayo go to college? Oh God, he went to I think Kentucky. Uh, we if I will select him in, with as the winner if we give the prize to the uh, you know, University of Kentucky and set up some kind of a program for uh, counting to ten. All right, well, our winner this week, Bam Adebayo, and we will be setting up the Wideman Can't Jump School of Counting, and we already have a special guest lecturer who will also be named Dean of the College. I can't reveal his name right now, but you've heard him before. One ah uh, ah. Uh. Ah, uh, do uh, uh, uh. We make a trade with Jim Henson. Jim's no longer with us. I just stole it. Well, the Jim Henson uh, <laughs> trust, I guess, for lack of a say, I know, I know a janitor who lost his key. All right. Anyway, that's all for Bush League this week. Everybody, get ready. It's time to party. Kick it. <laughs> Bush, Bush Lee. Lee. Bush, Bush Lee. Lee. And that'll do it for Bush League this week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for that one. I know we well, all enjoy it. We always we, enjoy that. We kind of blew that because you really should have said, uh, when you went to, when you cued the music, it should have been, in, in the words of Jamal Murray, slap it. <laughs> in the words of Jamal Murray. Uh, yeah, you, got, you had nothing. I had nothing. I was hoping had it was... nothing. Oh. Well, luckily, you can fix that in post. <laughs> nah, I'm leaving it in. All right. <laughs> That's the greatest hits we'll moment. Right now. There. We're going to head over to my conversation with Hawks.com writer Kevin Chenard as he joined me this week. And we talked about the Atlanta Hawks and uh, get an update on how the team's doing, how they look this season. And Kevin is there for every game and definitely filled us all in on what's going on with the Hawks. So we'll go to my conversation with him right after this word from our good friends. At Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, check them out. They got all kinds of new stuff on the way in. Facebook.com, Atomic Comics Collectibles LLC. They got some new Funko Pops. If you love them, go check them out. Funko Pops galore over there. So head on out. Again, it's Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. And we'll be back on the other side. We got some football to talk. So we'll be back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! 
they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. You ready? All right. Back with us once again is a writer for Hawks.com and the host of the ATL and 29 podcast and also a contributor at Fox Sports Hawks. It's Kevin Chenard. Kevin, thanks again for joining us on Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you on the show. And uh, let's talk a little Hawks basketball here. Beginning of the year, I have come out and told everybody that will listen. I've been on Sports Grid. I've been on, you know, on the podcast, different shows, saying the Hawks this year will be a playoff team. I think they've done enough to improve the roster and mix in some veterans with some of their younger talent. I think they're going to be an all. Uh, um, excuse me. I think they're going to be a playoff team. Do you, will you agree with that statement? that I just made, do you think the Hawks can be a playoff team this year? Yeah. The definition changes this year because they have the 10 teams instead of eight. So I, I, I are you asking if they're going to be top 10 or top eight? I, do you I feel think like they'll they be top eight to be top 10. And I feel like it's more likely than not that they end up being top eight. Yeah, I think so as well. Let's just look at the team this year so far. Right now, as we record, they're eight and eight. Um, you know, not, not great, but not bad either. Um, they just lost to the bucks last night. Uh, they did beat the wolves, pistons, and they beat the wolves twice and the pistons, uh, for a little three game win streak there. You look at this roster, you look at, let's start with Trey young, 25 points per game from Trey, eight assists. I mean, the Hawks, this is the guy that they wanted. This is the guy that they're building their franchise around. How's he look so far? I mean, the numbers look great, but you're watching every game. How's he look so far to you? Um, I mean, he looks good. He's he's certainly the player on on whom the fortunes of the Hawks ride. Um, when he's playing well, they play extremely well, and when he doesn't, they they struggle a bit. Uh, but you know, they're eight and eight. They've they've been it. it it's funny they're eight and eight, but they've they've disappointed in some respects in that I think the schedule's been kind of easy and they've won a lot of games by a lot and lost some games by close margins. So I think they're a little bit better than how they've played, but uh, the schedule's about to get tough over the next ten days, so we'll find out if they're for real or not. But but Trey's definitely the barometer for the team and. You know, the biggest thing for him is whether or not he shoots well. When he shoots well, kind of everything else in his game picks up. He gets a little more careful with the ball. His defense gets a little better, kind of gives him a boost, a shot in the arm. So uh, when when he's shooting well, pretty much the Hawks go at that point. Yeah, and, and I think shot selection is a big deal, too. Do you feel like the Trey shot selection has improved? Because I know 
he's one of those guys that can shoot it from anywhere past half court, but you got to be smart with shot selection. Has his shot selection you think improved this year? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a little bit funny in the preseason. It was like, uh, but yeah, regular season's been, been, been really good. Uh, people sometimes look funny at the, the 29 foot, uh, jump shots, but you know, number one, he makes quite a bit of those and, Number two, uh, it kind of sets him up to drive. You know, if if he's a threat from twenty nine and you have to guard him further out, it makes him uh, more of a threat to drive, and that kind of gets the engine of the Hawks going at that point. the The one thing that he struggled a little bit this season has been his floater. Um, it's funny because there was so much. Uh, why why did why does Trey get so many free throws? Oh, people are hitting him from behind. Is that really part of basketball? And it's like, well, yes. If you hit somebody when they're shooting, it's a foul. Yeah, um, that's a <laughs> pretty common knowledge. <laughs> but but it, it's it's you know it's kind of funny that that he was getting as many free throws as he was out of that sort of play uh, because the floater that was so good to him last season's been you know just. Not not as good through 15 games or so. I guess I think he's played 15, 14 or 15. So, you know, I certainly I don't think it's anything to worry about long term. It's just some some stretches of 15 games are better than others. And his, his floater has been the one part that, that I think he struggled with. Yeah. Well, let's uh, shift gears a little bit from Trey. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, another guy the Hawks are high on. He's averaging 17.4 to go with uh, 5.8 rebounds per game so far. Um, his progression seems to be really getting there. He's a nice piece, at least in my opinion. Uh, how's Hunter looking? What's his role with this team? Uh, and how's things look for him as we get into, you know, 16 games here in the season? He looks great. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, sort of nitpicking through his rookie season. I think he was 22 or 23. And he played really well last year, I thought. And it was like, well, you know, with nice rookie season, he's a little bit on the older side. So how much is he going to improve if he's already this old? And and what you really wanted to see him improve in was uh, guarding smaller, quicker players because he is strong as a rock. Mm -hmm. But I think at times some of the quicker forwards and guards gave him him issues last season. And then you wanted to see him get a little bit better with his handles. And he's been just terrific at both while also improving just like everything about his game. Um, the, the improved ball handling has made it so that he's a creator now, which is not really something that you wanted to count on, count him, count on him for last season. But he's at the point where uh, you know, if, if Trey's getting undue attention or if Trey goes to the bench or, you know, like last night, Trey was, was hurt and it's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give the Deandre the ball and let him create in the pick and roll. And he's, he's uncannily patient and strong and balanced. And he gets into the lane and gets two feet under him, uh, with terrific balance to get up for his shots. And he's just, He's an unbelievable shooter in contact in the lane. It's it's like he gets to play in slow motion or something, and he's just so strong that uh, with with his improved dribbles, now that he can get to the places that he wants to get to without any trouble, 
um, he, he's a real threat. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a comparable player because you always tend to go to the players that do the same thing, but are better, but yeah, um, he can maybe sort of like a Tobias Harris kind of, but, but better, like he's a better three point shooter and he's a magnificent defender, but he has that kind of, uh, he kind of has that offense in the lane of somebody like Harris. Yeah. But he's a better defender. Like, and, and the other, like I said, the other thing I was, I was concerned about coming into the season is can he guard quicker players? And like, you know, five games into the season, Lloyd Pierce was like, yeah, here, here guard Kyrie for back-to-back games. And he did that. <laughs> he did it really well. Like Kyrie had one quarter where he went off, but other than that, uh, Hunter did a magnificent job on him. So, you know, it's 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 something else to see his progression. The, the 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 most interesting thing about his game is that he just literally takes nothing off the table. Like he's bad at nothing. Like yeah, it's just all positives, which, you know, I don't yeah, know he, how many players you could say that about. But like he can guard one through five in a pinch and he can shoot and he can drive and he can handle the ball and he can defend, you know, we talk about baseball's five tool players, whatever that is for basketball. He's, he's that. And then some. Yeah. And that was one of those things where, you know, he was coming out of Virginia and a lot of people were like, Oh, he's old. He's old. We don't want to take a chance on him. You know, sometimes being a little older doesn't, doesn't hurt because you could step in and play really well. If if you can quick. play, that's a player that you control from age 23 to 27 on his rookie deal. And it's like, yeah. do you want to pay a wonderful starting forward, you know, $5 million a year? And it's like, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And you know, speaking of, of forwards, Dino Gallinari, uh, an addition to the Hawks this year, I thought a great pickup for the Hawks personally. Uh, he's back in the lineup. Was dealing with uh, the dealing with some injuries. Um, how's Galley look this year in a Hawks jersey? I mean, he's been effective. Um, he's only played a few games. Yeah, I know he didn't play much. Uh, so he, he had played two at the start of the season, I think. Bruised a foot, sprained an ankle, and then was out for a bit. So it's you know it's I guess you'd just say incomplete. Um, got to see him a little bit in the preseason. He's unbelievably slow, and he still <laughs> is somehow an elite free throw generator. Like he's a free throw machine, um, which you know you put that next to Trey Young, and and that's something else. Um, you know the Hawks have this weird mix of players with Clint Capella, Danilo Gallinari, John Collins, and as we mentioned, Hunter, kind of four packing the front court for three spots, uh, you know, with some Solomon Hill and, and some other guys mixed in. But John, uh, John Collins is kind of the go-between. He's kind of, yeah. it, it's funny, it's hard for him because I think, you know, he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. He wants to have a really good season. He's a super hard worker, and but he's, you know, I think it's stressful for him because, uh, you know, his role is constantly changing. Like when he plays with Capella, the team wants him to be a three-point shooter. Then he does that. Like he can do that remarkably well, 
And then I think what people know him for, you know, Kevin Durant said after the Brooklyn game, I think he's the best in the NBA at slipping screens. He was a really good screen slipper, screen setter, role guy, you know, dunk finisher for Trey Young. And he doesn't get to do that as much with Clint Capella because Clint can't shoot threes. Clint can't space the floor. So that kind of puts the burden on John to be the shooter. Uh, I do think, even though they've got their rookie Onyeka Okongwu, who looks like a, a super defender at least, mm-hmm. I do think that they will use Collins Gallinari as a pairing a lot. And that will make life a little bit easier for Collins, but he just hasn't had that security blanket yet. Um, but the big thing for Collins is that, you know, with Capella and with Gallinari, those those guys might both guard fives where Collins will guard fours just because, you know, Capella's big and strong and a rim protector and Gallinari's kind of slow. So they both kind of guard fives and Collins has improved. Uh, guarding smaller, quicker players, just like Hunter has, it's it's pretty remarkable. And that that pairing of Collins and Capella has been a, a fantastic uh, defensive pair. Yeah. But the you know we it just don't feel like I can say a whole lot about Gallinari except he can shoot, he can pass, he's, yeah. he's a playmaker, and he can make free throws. And I do think that that John Collins has missed him because that's. That's the more comfortable pairing, I think, for him, and he hasn't gotten to do a lot of it yet. I mean, that's that's really the best way to, to look at it with Gallinari. I, I do like the comment. He is really slow. <laughs> that, that, that was good because, like, I've noticed that over the years. He's a guy that he just moves so slow without the ball and or even with the ball. I mean, he's just, he, I don't know why, but he, he's able to use his body and generate contact. And he just does such a great job with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned John Collins. I'm, I'm a big John Collins guy. And you mentioned him playing alongside Capella. Collins' numbers are uh, 17 points per game this year, roughly. Capella, 14 points, 14 boards. So they seem to really work out playing well uh, together. Both guys are getting theirs. Um, do you see this as, as kind of a marriage? You said it's working so far. Do you see this as kind of maybe you, we can link Collins, who's a restricted free agent long term? Um, do you, does he like playing alongside Capella or is he more wanting to be the five or is he kind of embracing playing the four? I mean, what, what's your thoughts with, with that? Um, it, it, it's, I can't really speak to what, what he likes. Yeah. I do think that he'll, I don't know. He, he really is a flexible player. And I do think that you know, he'll do better playing with Gallinari than he would with, you know, Bruno Fernando or yeah. or a rookie like a Kongwu. I think, you know, I think a Kongwu is going to be a super defender. Uh, he's, he's really cagey when he's just kind of stalking the lane, but you know, offensively, um, you know, I, th- I think he can play well next to Capella. It's probably frustrating to just be a shooter. Um, and, and that's why I think Gallinari's re- return is important for him. But uh, um, I I think if it was just him playing with with Capella, it might be hard for him. That's just sort of speculating yeah. and guessing. But um, he is a good shooter. It's yeah. kind of remarkable. Like his his percentages. I think he made six of them last night, and he was at forty percent last season. He was really the best three point shooter on the team by percentage last year, and he, he might do it again. 
Well, I want to bring up two players now. Maybe you can kind of compare and contrast them a little bit here because their numbers look very similar. Cam Reddish, Kevin Huter. Uh, yes. Both both guys, you know, kind of similar positions, similar numbers. Can you kind of give me some strengths, some weaknesses of both, and 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 who fit? Who, in your opinion, fits better? Um, right now, Herder fits better. Uh, you know the 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 thing for Reddish is that. Trey, you know, the first couple of years of his career, Trey got a reputation as a pretty bad defensive player. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they they didn't have anything like Capella the last two years in terms yeah. of just a super rim protector, a, a naturally big guy who's just fluent in defensive language. They had some, some they had Alex Len, uh, who was a pretty good defender. They just didn't have enough players like Len to, to cobble together a good defense. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see this year is that they, they can put together an unbelievably stingy defense around Trey. And that's because in playing Reddish Hunter Collins and Capella, you know, you've got a role man in Capella, three other players who have decent three-point strokes and just lots of size and athleticism and, and guys who execute Lloyd Pierce's defensive schemes really well, as well as just being a huge roster that beats the hell out of the glass. Like, they just, they're, they're monster rebounders uh, with that particular five-person lineup that's that's been the starting lineup for a lot of the season. So they, you could, you know, you I think what they've shown, it's maybe it's a little bit different in the playoffs when, when teams scheme for it, but you could put a very good regular season defense around Trey. Like some of the lineups with Trey are just really have magnificent defensive numbers. Um, the problem for Reddish has just been on offense is his three point strokes. His three point stroke has been good, but then everything inside the paint has been really, really rough for him. Um, his drives sort of look impatient. He just, he doesn't look like he has any sort of rhythm or confidence, um, which is unfortunate because like last season, his rookie season, Cam Reddish had like this incredible trajectory, like October, everybody was cracking jokes about how bad he was. November was only a little bit better than that. And then by the end of the season, it's like, Oh crap, he's going to be good. Like it was literally just nine months of every month was better than the month before it. Yeah. And then he had almost a year off before this season started. And, you know, I think you could make an argument that that layoff hurt him more than like any player in the league, just because his success was so tenuous and short lived. And then all of a sudden it was gone for a year. Um, And, and it, you know, it just caused a regression there and he's still doing really good things on defense. His, his stroke looks good. He'll be able to space the floor. I don't have any doubt about that, but, with the ball in his hands, especially, uh, and then in just like decision making on offense, uh, th- those two things are are concerning. And uh, you know, to compare it with Herder, Herder's not as good a defender, uh, but Herder is a really good decision maker and has nice handles and uh, is a very good finisher. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what you would call it. It's 
it's not at the rim and it's not really mid-range. Like his go-to move when he's creating in the pick and roll is to either, you know, shoot a three, pass the ball, or to get about four feet in front of the rim, like right at the beginning of the um, uh, the charge circle, and then just elevate straight up and like four feet, five feet, six feet right there in the paint. He is just a dead eye. Like he'll just drive to that spot. He doesn't really like to go all the way to the rim, yeah. but he'll just stop, elevate. He's really bouncy. Uh, and he's got a really soft finish there. That's uh, quite a contrast to Reddish, who who's really struggled on that kind of shot. So uh, Herter gives them a lot more offense and not quite as much defense. Who's maybe a player for the Hawks that we don't hear a lot about that you think that the league should keep an eye on, or maybe us diehard fans really need to keep an eye on as somebody that uh, could really step up and do a lot of good things for this Hawks team, especially if they're going to make a playoff push. Who would be that that player that maybe nobody talks about or we don't hear much about? Uh, I don't know that they have one. They're, they have a lot of depth. Uh, yeah, they have Bogdan Bogdanovich, who, you know, yeah, was the focus of that whole failed sign and trade with Milwaukee. Yes, he's hurt, so it's 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 hard to really say that it's him. They have a lot of end of bench pieces that aren't terribly interesting. So I, I think it probably has to boil down to either. Uh, sorry, my dog is like, I'm not <laughs> sure why she posted up here and instead of I have a pretty it's big house. Good. She could be anywhere. Um, maybe you should good. go somewhere else, buddy. Uh, it's uh, okay. <laughs> we love dogs here oh i do too but she's just being surly at the moment <laughs> no worries she thinks she thinks she, she thinks she hears something but i guess in terms of i guess the two things that i would say is that they have a very good deep bench uh we've seen two of the players so far solomon hill and tony snell yeah are very good just sort of three, literally sort of three and D guys. Yeah. I, that's such an overused term, I think, but that's really what they give the Hawks in the sense that um, with Trey Young, you want to have as many big wing defenders as you can so that when your defense gets into rotation or whatnot, you know, you've, you've got size that you can patch into places and quickness that you can patch into places and, and Hill and, uh, Solomon Hill and Tony Snell are, are two big guys that uh, can do just that and shoot the ball well. So it, it's kind of marvelous how deep their bench is in a season. You know, this this whole pandemic season is going to be weird in terms of uh, benches getting tested. And, yeah. and those are two guys that, that I think they can give the Hawks quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that they got both of them as, as cheaply as they did. There's Chris Dunn too, who we haven't seen and he's yeah. not going to be a great three point shooter, but he can be even more of a defensive whiz than, than, uh, Hill and Snell, but in a different role, those are guys who I think are versatile shooters that defend well off the ball Dunn, You can just put on the ball uh, to create some unique defensive situations. Well, let me ask this with the, you know, we're getting close to the, the trade deadline here soon, the next, next couple months, 
coming up. Um, I don't know if the Hawks are in the market. Like you said, they have a deep bench already. Do you see the Hawks maybe making a deal, maybe shipping somebody off to try to get something in return? Do you feel like they're happy with what they've gotten so far? Um, I don't know. It's just, is there any kind of trade rumor buzzing around? Is there somebody the Hawks are looking at? Do you see them making some sort of move? Um, not really. I mean, it's, it's certainly a possibility, but it's not something that I would expect or predict. It's, they don't really have a whole lot of needs. Um, yeah. They have Rondo, a backup point guard. Maybe that's, I, I don't know. It's like, I mean, not a terrible backup point guard. No, he's not. He's not a bad backup point guard. And, and I think, you know, the payoff there is going to be with the playoffs. So, you know, I, you know, it's, if, if Trey were to be out for any extended period of time, then I think that would be an area of concern that you, you'd want to bring somebody in. But other than that, they're, they're pretty deeply stacked, even with injury that, that they're going to have 10 players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see them making much of a move. I mean, there there's always rumors flying around. Somebody here, somebody there. I just, you never. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of players, you know, coming up to f- restrict a free agency and, uh, you know, possible extensions from on rookie deals. So, you know, situations can change. But, but you know, just in terms of the encore product, I don't think they have a whole lot that they're looking for. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, John Collins, uh, restricted free agency coming up. Uh, I'm correcting that, right? Yes. Uh, he turned down the, the extension, what, the $90 million contract extension? And apparently he wants a max deal. Uh, do you think the Hawks will do that, or do you think they'll wait on him to go test restricted free agency? I mean, I think there's some room in between. Um I don't think it has to necessarily be a, that that forward for ninety or a max deal. I think there's there's a lot of wiggle room in between. But um, yeah, I I don't <laughs> I don't purport to know what happens. It's it's tricky. I think you know he's he's such a unique player. Like I think the the splits are more dramatic for him than for any other player in terms of just on court success. Like he, when, when they, when Collins is on the court, they play well, when he goes away, they play poorly. And it's really remarkable because like I mentioned before, his role changes. Like when he's out there with Capella, he's kind of a floor spacer defending smaller guys on the perimeter. You know, sometimes he plays with the bench lineups and he's the center and he's the rim protector and he can kind of do both. And it's, you know, it's, like I said, it's remarkable that just really, despite whichever one he plays, it seems that the team does well when he's in there and uh, just kind of treads water when he doesn't. So I think they kind of have to value him um, when you see something like that, but we'll, we'll see. I sort of think that, I guess, you, no. I, I think Travis is attuned to the league-wide trend that, you don't necessarily overpay for your centers. Uh, you know, he, he certainly took on a, a pretty big but reasonable contract on Capella, but uh, I don't think Collins quite fits in that. He's sort of the, 
the top size of player where you, you do kind of pay out. I, I don't know. I, I think he's a unique player and yeah, um, I, I think he'll get valued accordingly. Okay. Well, Kevin, I appreciate your time here on the show as always, you know, always some great insight here on the world of the Hawks. And, you know, they're one of those teams that I've been very interested in since they made some of those off season moves, especially. And I think they're going to be uh, a team that's only going to get better as the year goes along, but we appreciate your time and let our listeners know where they can keep up with you, follow you, hear any of your uh, podcasts or view your writing, any of that. Oh, yeah. I'll just, uh, my Twitter is at K L C H O U I N A R D. And I'll t- tweet out my stories and podcast episodes as, as they come up. Well, there you go, Kevin. Thanks again for jumping on the show. And we hope to have you back real, real soon, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right. If you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. And thanks to Kevin Chenard for coming back on the show and talking Atlanta Hawks and giving us the rundown of what's going on in the world of Atlanta. So again, thanks for him being on the show. And Tim, we're back. Where, where are we? We're right here. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Just I'm like not lost. Think. I'm not lost then if we're right here. Good. We're right here. <laughs> Tell me where you're at. Well, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a relief. Close one. Well, Tim, the gauntlet's been thrown down before we move on. Uh, all right. You were just talking about it. Oh, well, apparently the, 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 some, there's a grilling, uh, I don't know what, what do we call it, a, uh, I'm not sure uh, what, what, what the proper... And for a showdown. There's gonna be a heartache tonight. <laughs> There's gonna be a grill off tonight. A grill off tonight. Uh, okay. Ed is Ed is located in the in the wonderful metropolis of Shinston. Yes, Shinston. And now the Hoffs are in uh, uh, around the hurricane area. Are currently residing right. in I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, I have to go look. Let's see here. Pretty sure it's the hurricane area. Uh, well, according to, to I've just taken Facebook, it says Culloden. Sounds like a beautiful, beautiful place. I don't know where Culloden, West Virginia is, so I cannot say. Uh, I assume I'm saying that correctly. I don't think you are. Let me see. C-U-L-L-O-D-E-N. Hmm. For some reason, that... <laughs> oh, the local is stumped. Imagine that. Yeah. 
All because right. it's in between, it's right in between Hurricane and uh, Milton. So yes. Well, I you know what I've learned. What I've learned, Nathan, is never bother to trust the man's page. You go to the woman's page and wherever nah, she's you're right. Wherever we'll she go, says she's, uh, we'll, we'll wherever she say says they live is where the they. Great, it's the Greater Hurricane area. We'll go with that. So, from Shinston to Hurricane, huh? Right now, it's probably just probably refer to it as Testosterone Alley. <laughs> <laughs> or or Honestly. some type of something to do with hormones at this point, I imagine. I don't want Danielle that trip will now. take you to get from there to there will take you two and a half hours, roughly. Oh, so you can whip up like a you can damn near do a roast in two and a half hours. Oh, easily, easily. Especially if you've got it on the uh, under the hood of your Ford Mustang. Been watching MythBusters, have you? <laughs> well, I figured. They made I mean, a, they made no. a dinner on there one time. I mean, I have no idea what kind of cars either of these gentlemen drive, but I picture, you know, Bogus in one of those, you know, midlife crisis type cars. <laughs> that would be funny. And and Nick, I, I have to assume a pickup truck. I, either that or he drives his 18-wheeler around all day long. I, 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 hope, I hope the back of the truck says raise hell, praise Dale. Like, I really hope it does. I don't think it does, but I hope it does. But, you know, uh, there's, there's one thing we take seriously on this show. It's grilling. It's grilling. And yes, food. we do. Yes, we do, folks. Uh, so, unfortunately, the distance being what it is, I cannot participate in any of this. Oh, but I so, can. So you can be, <laughs> you, 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 I wanted you to cut a promo now. I'm Nathan Bush, and I am the advocate for. <laughs> I'm the advocate for wide men can't jump grill, grill off. <laughs> I mean, there's really only, I mean, you can show, you can take pictures, you can show all the social media you like, but until somebody tastes it. Till it's on my plate and in my belly, boys, it's all talk. And yeah, it's all just uh, hot air at that point. Gotta so. plan this. We got to plan this post-pandemic picnic, <laughs> so let's make it happen. Damn, that sounds like an ASW show happening there. Not a bad name, honestly. Post but yeah, picnic in the Poconos. The post-pandemic picnic brought to you by our good friends at Puffs Pastries. <laughs> Somehow you got to work Atomic Comics in there. <laughs> Michael would gladly be a judge because there's I'm... something about post-pandemic that just sounds like something that fell out of a comic book. So well, you're right. Yeah. But yes, the gauntlet has been laid down. Bogus and Hoff, the grill off. Huh. I see. I see a line of Funko hey, Pops. Hey. Grill Hoff. Oh boy. Ha ha ha. Wow. All right. Anyway, enough wow. of that. Wow. Okay. Well, ladies let, and gentlemen, we've you, just given uh, Nate Bush's one comedy moment of the podcast. <laughs> All right, boys. You heard it. The Grill Hoff has to happen sometime soon, oh, and I'll wow. be the judge. And yeah. Danielle, you cannot. You cannot use your friendship with me to try and sway me. However, however, however I got it. Okay, you go you, first, and I. You, you are. I will allow the wives to bring me single, beautiful friends to know to to try to buy my vote. Well, funny, you know, them. funny that you should mention that because I'm not going to say the woman's name, and I don't know her, so I won't go with it. No, 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 no. Oh. This is from your end. Oh. Uh, somebody had uh, commented on one of Danielle's posts about some things that are going on in their world, which I won't mention. And the woman did say she would, in fact, bare her breasts to keep Danielle out of jail. 
So I'd just like uh-huh. to say, I, I would just like to throw in there that uh, you can influence votes that way also. Yes, th- this, this will help. Um, I mean, I can, I can give you her name without saying her name. Uh, I'll just uh, type it to you. Or if you look at some of Danielle's, uh, if you have access there, you can find it. I'll dive into this. But now let's talk football, shall we? Well, I kind of liked what we were talking about. I more. know you do, but we got to talk football. Oh, all right. limited time football so. i'm not one to get excited but boy am i excited i'm excited folks my boys are back in the super bowl tampa tom has led the charge and we are back it's brady by the bay brady by the bay yeah that way it gets you get both of them well, the first game the other day on Sunday, the conference championship game, you took the Packers to win this one. I obviously, as the home homer that I am, took the Bucks, and the Bucks pulled one out. Uh, what did you think of this game? What did you think of the Packers and the, um, the Bucks? Honestly, yeah, honestly, I, I I think Tampa Bay escaped. I think they were. If that game I don't went, think, away, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think if that game goes uh, any longer, in a couple of very questionable coaching decisions on the Green Bay side, Tampa Bay played good though. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't like they fluked oh, no, into I, it. Or I completely understand. I felt but the same way. I kind of feel like they kind of escaped to some degree. Well, Tampa, Tampa was able to hold Green Bay, and it was fourth and goal. In the red zone, Green Bay scores. They can tie the ball game on a two-point conversion. They kick a field goal. Strange play call there. And a couple of fourth downs that they didn't go for. I mean, this is the playoffs. This isn't week four. This ain't just the playoffs. This is this is to go to the dance. Yeah, yeah. This isn't week four. You gotta you gotta get there or die with the you know who got you there. You mean you don't give and Aaron Rodgers thing, a shot on fourth down? Yeah, fourth down. Aaron Rodgers has been picking Tampa's defense apart the whole way down the field. I don't get it. I mean, I know Aaron Jones was hurt, but I mean Tampa's two starting safeties when they were both like uh, their their first starting safety didn't play, and then the other safety that they play he got hurt during the game, so that didn't help matters either for them. And the defense suffered after the the other safety went out. And it felt like Green Bay had momentum. It's just, you know, Brady would do enough to keep Tampa in front. And there was a few interceptions there that weren't Brady's fault. But oh, Tampa, yeah. I felt I felt Tampa did a nice job early. Because I thought if, if Rodgers and Green Bay get out to a lead, then it's going to be tough. Tampa on the first drive, they could have punted. They don't. They go for it on fourth. They get it. They end up scoring a touchdown on that first drive. However, the play of the game, fourth and whatever it was, 13 seconds or eight seconds or whatever before half, Tampa lines up. Looks like they're going to try and just run a short out, kick a field goal. Brady takes a shot down the field with Scotty Miller. Touchdown. That can't happen if you're green. Yeah, yeah, it can't happen. I mean, that's why I said, I mean, it's on Green Bay, but in the same breath, you know, full marks to – for it, to, and, for the, and the refs did miss a, uh, a, a pass interference on Tampa there before that half. They yeah, did. That's... They missed one. I'll be the first to admit it. They had missed one. I'm always 
reluctant to I don't disagree, but I'm always reluctant to pin that because if you go back through the game, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you can find, calls, but that was a big missed call. But you can also, find several instances of but, that. But, but also, you can't let a guy beat you deep on a 56 yard no, pass. No, not not with that much not time. Not with left that kind of half. time on the clock. You just you can't have that. So you know, that's why I say you know, if, uh, Green Bay kind of sh- shot themselves in the foot, kind of, and they were kind of responsible for losing. But in the same breath, full marks to Tampa Bay for noticing, taking advantage. Still got to throw the ball. Somebody well, still got yeah, to Somebody still got to catch that. it. I mean, it's still. But you still have to execute it, regardless of whether the opportunity is presented or not. You still got to do it. So it was a pretty. I mean, it was a good game. It was, and it was Brady's call to pull that. So I like the call. Again, if it doesn't work, I still like the call. Um, a lot of people complaining about the last pass interference call that gave Tampa the first down and pretty much the game. I don't agree. I think that was pass interference or at least holding. I think you got to throw the flag there. A lot of people said, "Well, it was inconsistent. They didn't they didn't throw the flag, you know, whenever." Look, yeah. was it was it a flag? It was blatant. Had a hold of the jersey. You got to throw it there, in my opinion. I mean, it's another one where if we switch the jerseys around, or or whoever you cheer for, if it's your team, it's clearly it's clearly pass interference. <laughs> if it's happening against your team, it, it's clearly not. But it was. It was pass interference. It was the right well, call. But I'm just saying. I mean, all of that stuff. You know, there's there's degrees of yeah. Of whether okay, how how blatant really was this, that sort of thing, but I you know if you if you isolate that that play, and just show it to people, you know okay I'm, I you don't know who this is, you don't know what the game is, is this pass interference? I think you're getting a pretty high return that yeah it's pass interference. Yeah, I mean it it makes it makes sense that it would be. I don't know. Um, no, of course that's I, easy for you to say because <laughs> it was I, your it went for your team, so you're no, not against yeah, the call at all. I'm, I'm excited, you know. I mean, how could I not? Now, of course, if that's the Bears, <laughs> what am I saying? It's a championship game. The Bears would never. Oh, <laughs> stiff shot, stiff shot. Well, I mean, about as much chance as that being the Bears versus the Rams. Ooh, your Cowboys haven't been doing so hot, you know. Oh, fully admit it. <laughs> yeah, always, always have. I got no problem. You know me. I've, I've never had a problem with admitting when they're bad, they're bad. That's uh, and they were bad this oh, year. Listen, I've been there too. I, I have every reason to believe that when a team is bad, you got to bring it up. My Dude, team was, has been bad for years. I was a grown man when they won three in four years or whatever it was there back in the nineties. I saw them win the Super Bowl. I'm good. I'd like to see them win it again, but if they don't, I'm still good. At least I got some. Now, if you uh, cheer for the Bears, however, and you weren't alive in the 80s, mm-hmm. you ain't seen one. I mean, Bogus might have seen No, no, Ed's only what? He's only in his 40s. He, he may have been alive when it happened, but he wouldn't have been old enough to care. Well, let's shift gears to the other game, AFC Championship game. We have the Chiefs and the Bills. After the game before that, I was exhausted. 
So I did I did watch uh, some of it. I got to see most of it. But man, what a what a crazy game uh, this ended up being. And the Chiefs, you know, we had talked about the Chiefs and how they had kind of coasted and they didn't really look like the Chiefs that was really in top form and playing hard. They were. They absolutely were. They just... On this night, they were. They just seem to have another notch for whatever... And it's a gear that not a lot of teams have, and the Chiefs finally kicked it into gear. I mean, I took, I, I mean, in full disclosure, we had a, uh, uh, we had a COVID incident in the family, so I was kind of a little bit not paying a whole uh, lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention on Sunday, so I, I turned it on, and it was, I think, it was nine to nothing for Buffalo. And yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, holy, Jesus, yeah. Buffalo's gonna, man, Jesus Christ, they, they, they they're for, I mean, I, me, Buffalo played. They didn't play horribly. Listen, just because they lost doesn't mean they weren't for real. From, I think from what, yeah, from real. what I watched, just Patrick Mahomes is another. He's he's, well, he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I don't know what more to say about it. He, he is what he is. When he's, I turned uh, it, he's O in lifetime against the West Virginia Mountaineers. By the way, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, we're gonna pretend because of my friend Stephen knew uh, relevancy. Just throwing it out there. I object, Your Honor. A real stat, use it as you wish. I object, Your Honor, on the grounds that that made no sense. <laughs> no, it made sense, but it's a I'll real follow. stat. You know what? If you're not a Patrick Mahomes fan, I guess you got to take your victories where you can because you ain't getting much of them in the NFL if you, don't, if you don't like them. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> not a whole lot of chances to, to laugh at that guy or his performance is oh, so no, far. He's, he's fantastic. He's a, he's unbelievable. So, uh, again, didn't watch that much of the game. Saw the begin. Saw you know from the when it was nine nothing. Yeah. Saw a little bit, then didn't see a bunch, and then turned it on, and I believe they were ahead by, I think fourteen at that point, and it was just like okay, yeah, this is you could tell Buffalo was yeah the, we can't beat these. They guys. were kind of they were kind of shell shocked a little bit. Now they they tried to make a run there, uh, nearly got it. Uh, nearly got some of it back, but it was just too little too late. And, uh, you know, it just ended up being, um, kind of one-sided. The chiefs just roll into the, into the, uh, the super bowl where they will face off with the Buccaneers and the line for that game right now. If I look live, Ooh, live at the, Ooh, la la. live at the Hollywood bowl. Let's see here. The current line for the Super Bowl Maybe what? is four points. Not that yeah, one. I'm, I'm guessing. Three and a half. Tampa Bay getting three and a half. Um, the game and first team ever, Tampa Bay, to have the Super Bowl in their home field. Yeah, on their home field. And, and sadly, it won't matter very much. A little bit, but not anywhere near as much as it should. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but... Well, can you imagine? If, you know, if they can put... I mean, I guess they're going to be able to put, what? Uh, I can't even 20, remember. I think it was 20,000. So there's going to be some people there, but... Yeah. You know, imagine, though, if that's... 
I think you know, seven thousand five hundred of them are going to be first, uh, right. first responders. As it should that be. have got, had their COVID shots. I got no issue with that at all. Hell, no, it could be it, hell. It could be all twenty thousand of them, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I'm with um, you. they could put me in there. I've had my shot. I actually did get an email about Super Bowl tickets. They're going to have a hard time keeping you six feet away from everybody. Depending on what she looks like, you're right. What uh, ends up to put yeah. you in? Well, I'm just telling you, I would love to go. The tickets they sent me, like if you wanted to buy tickets to the game, I guess you got to be on the mailing list for one of the two teams. It's like $9,000. Well, you know what? I was like, man, I'd love to, but I I don't have $9,000. You could always put a mortgage out on Cade. Yeah. You mortgage him out. Don't tell his mom. You know, just nah, do it. I can't do that. Not to my little buddy, man. Well, I bought him. Gonna, I bought him yeah. a Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. NFC Champion T-shirt. I mean, clearly you're going to win that money on my bookie to pay for it, right? One can hope. <laughs> I didn't bet it on my bookie. That yeah, that's cool. one of those things where you know, okay, nine thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. To that's a lot of money. However. If you're a huge football fan, what are your chances that that – I mean, there is probably zero chance that Tampa Bay is ever in the game again in Tampa Bay. That's probably never going to Oh, gonna that's happen. probably never happening again. All, all right. So there's that part of it. I would submit to you that the chances of Tampa Bay getting back to the Super Bowl even oh, are – they're slim. They're slim. Statistically are slim. So if you, if you had the money – I wouldn't borrow money or go in the hole to do it. But if I had nine or if I got 10 grand in the bank, oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) If I had it, if I'd have had 10 grand laying around, I probably would have done it. And and I also, and I also submit to you the fact that if if you have a wife, okay, you're not going. (laughs) Unless she's a football, unless she's a football fan, in which case you might be going, even if you didn't want to. Well, again, it, it, it's a it's a want to thing, and I would love to go to Tampa, especially and and see them play in Tampa in the big game. That would be amazing. First now, team to do it. Now, now nine hundred dollars. Oh, nine hundred dollars. I, I I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm there. there. I'm, I'm there. selling. I'm no selling question. something. Yeah, I'm selling something. Blood, bone marrow. I don't I'll care. I borrow nine hundred bucks. That's nothing. I can get there for that. But nine thousand, little steep. I mean, the going rate for West Virginia redhead heifers is. Pretty high, <laughs> and we're definitely not talking about my ex girlfriend. I swear to God, we're not. We're no, I'm not. I, I, we're talking yeah, about my sister. We're not. We're talking about some. Although you know, age wise, you might you're not going to get prime money for her anymore. Nah, nah. A little bit, a little bit old, but a little bit. They, once uh, they hit that age, you can't do nothing with them. They toughen up a bit, and I can speak from experience there because I am <laughs> older than her. So. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Tim. Who are you taking in the Super Bowl? Oh, who, dude, I, I, I got to cross you again. Who are you taking with the line? Uh, Three and a half. You taking the win? I'm taking Kansas City to win. Okay. And I'm take. I'm also taking them to cover. Okay. I th- I think I I I'd love Tom Brady. Okay. I I do, and in fact, I my, my heart wants Tampa Bay to win because KC won last year. They don't need to win. The franchise, it would be great for the NFL and the franchise for Tampa Bay to win. So I kind of want them to win. But my brain says I just don't think they've got the horses. 
Okay. It's fine. I I have to take Tampa. <laughs> I mean, okay, but I, yeah, I know. I mean, I understand I have why. To. I, I, but can you rationalize it more than just the fact that you're a Tampa fan and want them to win? Do I? Uh, this is going to be their toughest game. I mean, make they make play. make the argument to me from a sports side why okay. Tampa is going to okay. win. Tampa Bay, in my opinion, is playing their best football right now. Both of their safeties that were out during the Green Bay game will be back and they will be healthy. All of, actually, I think uh, Antonio Brown will be back and healthy. They're at home. Kansas City is not traveling to Tampa until two days before the Super Bowl. So this is a true away game for, for Kansas City. Tampa's already there. These teams met during the regular season. Kansas City won by three after having a sizable lead at the end of the first quarter. Kansas City scored like three or four touchdowns in the first quarter alone. Tyreek Hill had like 200 and some yards receiving in just the first quarter. Tampa Bay came back and had a chance, but they didn't come through. And that was weeks ago when they weren't playing their best football. I think Tampa Bay, they are the underdog. I like that. I like that they're the underdog. Nobody is expecting them to go in and win. And man, at the end of the day, number 12 is the quarterback. I can't bet against him. I don't think that's going to be the issue, though. Okay. I I don't think Tampa Bay Bay will be able to get points. For me, it's can they stop Mahomes from getting more points? If they don't play single coverage on Tyreek Hill like they did to start the first game, if they learn from their mistakes in the first game they played and they're willing to double-team a safety over top of Tyreek Hill and not let Patrick Mahomes run and beat them because they can bring great pressure with just a four-man pass rush, Vita VA is back healthy, and they can use Jordan, what? You're laughing. What? That's because we're going to cut to the wide man can't jump heart meter in a moment. Well, Devin <laughs> as you, White. Devin as White. You right out of your chair. No, I'm just. I'm. You told me to make an argument. I'm making an argument. Yeah, you're doing Devin White is a fantastic linebacker who can cover the field with great with great coverage. Murphy Bunting has had an interception in every single playoff game that he has played in thus far in the playoffs. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett can rush the edge like nobody better. On that front four, Vita VA can clog the middle. They've got a great four-man rush when they need it, and they can contain Mahomes when necessary. Now, can they stop the run? Absolutely. Edward Salier is not 100%. I think they can stop the run. Can they stop Mahomes from beating them with the arm? That's going to be the question. If the safeties are healthy and can go, I say they can. I say they've got a great chance. Now, the betting money is obviously going to be on Kansas City. Kansas City coming in as the favorite. Totally understand. Totally get that. Would it shock me if Kansas City wins? Heck no, it wouldn't shock me. Could Tampa shock the world and win this? They absolutely could. Oh, I don't dispute that. I my, my for me, it's if if Tampa gets behind, and it's going to matter, and it's going to matter on how well our offensive line can pick up the pass rush of Kansas City and give Tom Brady time to throw the ball. I I don't. Uh, I don't and Tampa, Tampa has to establish the run. If they Tampa can get Larry, will, Ronald Jones going, it will help. They'll get points, but I don't consider Tampa Bay as not a quick strike offense, in my opinion. Would you believe that they actually have the uh, most 
touchdowns more than 20 yards this season than anything. Okay, I'm not talking about distance. I'm talking about can go out there and in 30 seconds they're a touchdown and they're sitting back on the bench. Okay, they don't, yeah, okay, they, they, they don't do that that often. They can, yeah, but they can, Tom, but it's not often. It's not often. So they can't afford to get behind by too much. If they no, fall they behind, they can't afford to fall far behind at all. If anything, yeah. they need. If they, they need to point toss, I'll argue they need to get the ball. I would say. I know so everybody often. defers, but I think it wouldn't be a bad idea for Tampa to receive. Well, you, you don't want to go out your first trip out. You don't want to be down seven. Exactly. But then I suppose that pretty much goes for every team in every game. So that's not really that much of a stretch. But we'll see. We'll see I mean, what can they, can they left which and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and company have, in, have up their sleeve. It'll be worth it. It's, at, it's, least cool. not, it's it, at least not one of those games where we're going, okay, well, the only way that the Team B can beat Team A is if Team A totally falls apart and Team B has the game of their lives. Yeah. That, that's not the case this year. This should be a really good game. I'll tell you what. Next week we're going to talk a little more football. Uh, I'm going to try and get Jeff in to talk some football with us. We had planned on trying to get him on tonight. Didn't work. Uh, you'll hear the Steve New talk next week. That's for sure. We're going to try and bring Jeff on again, as I said. Uh, who knows what else we'll be talking about, but uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week. And uh, I'll try to get Unsolved Mysteries back next week for us. I uh, didn't have one this week, but we'll try and get you back next week. So, Tim, anything you want to add before we uh, check off here? And I head out? absolutely nothing in this shit show. All right, we will go Bucks, and we'll see you all next week. Follow us on Twitter. He's at T Dombrova. New Twitter handle, by the way. He had to get Damn it those way. corporate bums at Twitter. Fuck Follow them. at Wide Jump. And uh, if you get bored, uh, check me out on Sports Grid sometime. I'm on there as well. So go check it out. Tim is the, uh, you can check Tim out on the Food Network. He is the Swedish chef. Here, here, a better broadcaster than both of us butcher my last name on Sports <laughs> it's, it's worth It's worth the time to go it's and It's worth listen. the time. Worth the time. All right. That'll do it for us. Until next week, this is Wide Men Can't Jump. Enjoy the Royal Rumble on Sunday. It won't be as good as 92, but hey, it should be fun, right? Mm. All right. Everybody have a good week. See you. We're out of here. Thanks for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WMCJ. Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, Strip Cam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horseburner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump.